Good morning, and once again, I want to welcome you. Thanks for joining us today. Wasn't that a blessing, the choir singing, reminding us the blood of Jesus shed for us? And such a reminder that we need often to remember we're not here by accident. We're here because the blood of Jesus has redeemed us for a fresh purpose. And so today we're going to read a little bit this morning in John chapter 13, if you want to follow along. If you know anything about the Gospels, you know that Matthew, Mark, and Luke are a little bit different from John. John writes in a different perspective oftentimes. John was known as the beloved disciple and always loved John's writing because of the way he teaches us to look at Jesus. And he always gives us a perspective of Jesus that is a little bit more intimate and close and near because that's the way his life was. He reflected that and followed Jesus very closely. And so this morning we're going to read an encounter that happened during the Last Supper and the moment where Jesus would gather with his disciples. And here we're going to read some extra commentary that John adds from that in comparison to Matthew, Mark, Luke that do not have. And so his perspective is really unique in how he teaches us about Jesus here. And so we're going to read this morning, John chapter 13 and verse 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God, and was going to God. It's important this morning before we continue on that we realize here that Jesus knew right here and John tells us and lets us know that Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. In other words, Jesus was very well aware of his purpose and why he was on the earth and what he was sent to do and all of that knowing before is very important because without this little detail it really changes the story but knowing that Jesus was fully aware of his godlike nature is important to see his next action as here they are gathered around the table In verse 4 it says that Jesus got up from the table he took off his outer robe and he tied a towel around himself and then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. And skipping down to verse 12. After he had washed their feet, he had put on his robe and had returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, and nor are the messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. This morning, I want to talk to you about taking up the towel. Taking up the towel. Just for our reference point here today, I find sometimes an image helps us to remember this, that... In the life of Jesus, we see this incredible image of here is the Son of God, Master and Lord, as he calls himself, willing to get down on his knees and hands and wash the feet of those disciples. Now, if you know anything about the times that they were living in, they wore sandals. They didn't wear Nike, the Adidas, all the nice shoes that keep our feet protected from the elements they wore sandals that were open, maybe if they were lucky, 
and exposed to the dirt, and they were ongoing, very dirty all the time. And so for Jesus to do this was a very humiliating thing in a way. He humbled himself. He got very lowly here. And it's interesting that when you read this, Jesus did this for the purpose, as he said, to set an example that we ought to follow. And he says that very clearly. For I have set you an example. An example being that it's an example that we look up to, a model that we follow after, that our lives are characterized by, and it's a lifestyle of servanthood. And that's what we see here, and we're going to talk about this morning, is a lifestyle of Christian service or servanthood. All of us here today have been called into that life of serving one another. A lifestyle of servanthood was not just something for the disciples. It wasn't just something for a, an invitation, rather. It was a commandment to serve one another. And we're going to talk about why Jesus called them to serve one another. Many churches in many places still practice the practice of washing feet as an example and a reminder of the value of Christian service and importance to our lives. But really, this chapter speaks to the greater message of what it means to serve one another. This wasn't just a call to wash one another's feet, although that was a way in this culture that they would demonstrate service. It was a call beyond that to show love for one another, to demonstrate a life of serving others through this message that Jesus gave them here today. And so there's some things that Jesus does here that can teach us a little bit more about why God calls us to serve others. All of us here today, God has called us to serve one another. We weren't called to just be uh, individual Christians and just consume, 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 although that's how our culture teaches us. We were called to serve one another, serve the world, serving Jesus. That is our life, and that is the characteristic nature of the church. I encourage you sometime, go through and read the, the, the stories of Acts and see how the church cared for the community, how they looked after the widows, the poor, how they were compelled to action because they knew from this very principle taught right here that they were called to a life of serving one another. And this is a confusing topic for many because oftentimes our, our Christian life gets kind of confined to a bubble sometimes, and we don't know how to be, go beyond that. We try to use our words to love people, but Jesus calls them in a greater way, words and in action, as we're going to see here today. So a couple things about serving others. The first thing is we see here in John chapter 13 is that serving others reflects Jesus. Serving others reflects Jesus. John is very careful to let us know when we read the scripture, and it's so important in our understanding of this text that we see here is that Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things to him, and later on he says to them, so if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. In other words, Jesus was saying, if he is the Son of God, and he wasn't too good to get down and wash their feet, then certainly you and I are not too good to serve one another. As a matter of fact, you're going to see here that serving others reflects Jesus because it is a reflection of the redeemed life. We sing about the blood. We sing the songs of the gospel. What, what happens is, is when we serve others is we put the gospel on display. 
1 John 3.18 says it this way, Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. In other words, John was talking to the believers there as he is here in a way and telling them it's one thing to say the gospel with your mouth. We have to do that. It's important. The Bible talks about must hear the gospel. We need to preach the gospel. But John also encourages them to not just preach the gospel, but to live the gospel. Let our lives be a reflection of the very message we're preaching. When you and I preach the gospel and we say this, we say that about the word of God, but we're not willing to serve one another, then our gospel loses its weight of what we're saying. People have a hard time believing and giving it credibility. It doesn't change the power of the gospel, but it changes what people see and perceive of the gospel. But when you and I are beginning to show a lifestyle of serving others, we show a lifestyle of the gospel on display. And that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus did what no one else was willing to do in this time frame and culture that they were living. He got down and washed their dirty feet in order to show them a life of the redeemed. The life of the redeemed is a lowly way. It's a different way, but it reflects the power of the gospel. When you think about the gospel, if you're a Christian here today, you think about the power of the gospel. You think about, I have been saved. I have been redeemed. God has washed me by his blood. Thank the Lord. But one of the most powerful things about that is that you and I, because of the gospel, can be compelled to love somebody who's not like me, who doesn't think like me, doesn't act like me, but we show it on display. That is showing the power of the gospel. Jesus said it this way, you ought to love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use you. The power of the gospel is love put on display that overcomes all of the world's thinking about how it should look, but serving others reflects Jesus and if we really want to see the world know that Jesus loves you can I encourage you today preach the gospel but also demonstrate the gospel live it out in your life by the way you serve however it may be God calls us all to serve in different capacities but I hope all of us today would be willing to humble ourselves in order to serve others Jesus says serving others, he shows us here, serving others reflects Jesus. And secondly, we see this, is that serving others confronts sin. Serving others confronts sin. Jesus said to them at the end of this, he says, if you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. If you know what it means to take up the towel, Jesus says. If you know the power of what it means to serve one another, you're blessed. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed. I want to live a blessed life. I want to be a blessed believer and follower of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways Jesus says that that, that, that happens is by taking up the towel, by willing to serve one another, serving the people around us, serving those that we are constantly around, and serving others confronts sin. And what I mean by that is that when you serve others, you begin to confront a life of pride. You begin to take the way that is the way of the lamb. It's the lowly way. It's not the proud, arrogant, selfish way. It's the lowly way. It says, I'm willing to help someone else. I'm willing to dethrone this person and put humility on display, the prime characteristics of the life of Christ, so that the world may see that Jesus is alive. It's humility dethroning pride. And one of the best things you and I can do to make a witness in our world is to humble ourselves and serve. 
Recent surveys have come out in the past several years about uh, asking waiters and waitresses, what is the worst day of the week to work? Can you guess what they say? Sunday. Why do you think they say Sunday? Because that's when all the church people gather. And oftentimes what happens is, is there is a little bit of the sin nature still left. But when you and I represent the world and when we begin to live a life of serving others, you constantly push away pride and you humble yourself to help somebody else. It's humbling when you've got to wash dirty feet. It's humbling when you serve someone meal. It's humbling when you do serve in however capacity God calls you to do. It is a characteristic that you and I must have in our lives in serving others when we constantly give ourselves to serving and helping others and we look humanity right in the face it reminds us of our redemption when you're serving somebody who doesn't think like you or act like you or is like you in any way, it reminds you of your humanity. It reminds you that we have been saved, redeemed by the blood of Christ and that God loves that person just as much as he loved you. And so therefore it shows us as we're serving others that we are the people of the redeemed and it's only by God's grace we are where we're at. We're nobody special. There are no super Christians. There are nobody who's going to stand in here and get a plaque and a word. We're all going to stand before King Jesus and throw our crowns at his feet. We're all going to put down our pride, our humility, and is going to stand out among them all. You know, serving others confronts sin in the nature that if you remember the scriptures, it talks about Lucifer, that Lucifer was the angel of light, and his pride is what caused him to be cast down from heaven. And then when we're serving others, Lucifer wanted all the attention to come to himself. But when you live a lifestyle of serving others, you begin to push the attention away. You begin to put the attention on the gospel and the power of the gospel when you help someone else in need. Let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. I don't know about you, but humility is a characteristic I can sure use a fresh dose of every day. Every day when I wake up and see myself in the mirror, I think, oh no, less of me, more of Jesus today, as, Paul, as John said. I must decrease, but he must increase today. It's a lifestyle of taking up the towel. And if you'll make it a habit of your life, if you'll make it a practice, a daily practice, how can I serve others? How can I use the gifts that God has given me to be a blessing? Listen, God didn't just call us to have our gifts for nothing. He called us to serve others, to use those gifts, to be a blessing to others. How might God use us to take up the towel and practice a lifestyle of Christian servanthood? Serving others confronts sins. It reflects Jesus. But then there's this interesting story here that happens before John chapter 13. Teaches us a little bit more about the nature of of service, the nature of what it means to serve one another. Here Jesus was, was sitting in Luke chapter 7, the Bible tells us that Jesus was sitting at the table with some Pharisees. You know, the people who like to talk about what they did but never showed it. The people who said great things but they never lived great things. The people who he called whitewashed tombs. The people who he constantly criticized because they were preaching something that they didn't live out. And so there he was sitting at the table with them, a perfect time to teach a lesson. And in comes this woman who has been in a lifestyle of sin, but is about to experience the power of God's forgiveness. And the Bible says that she stood behind him at his feet and she was weeping over who he was and what he was about to do and what he was doing in her life. And she was weeping and she began to bathe his feet, the Bible says, with her tears. She didn't have a basin of water. 
She had her tears. She used what she had. And her tears began to fall on his feet. And then she didn't have a towel. She used her hair to dry them off. And then she continued kissing his feet and anointing with them with the ointment, the Bible says. And then here comes the, the snobby little Pharisees. And guess what he says? He whispers to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known what kind of woman this is. She's a sinner. Then Jesus begins to go on and teach them a little lesson about service. And she's turned toward the woman and he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house, you didn't give me any water. She's bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You didn't give me any kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my, head, my feet with ointment. And therefore, I tell you, her sins, which were many, have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. You know what happens when you and I serve? when we give our lifestyle, is it's a love expressed towards Jesus. It's showing love towards Jesus. And here's this woman, she is at the feet of Jesus, serving the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and her life of serving him was a reflection of how much she loved her, loved him. And that's why he says there, that he that is forgiven of much will love much, because she knew that she had been forgiven. And so there she was, loving Jesus, pouring it all out on his feet. And if any of us here today have been forgiven of anything, then certainly we have love to give towards Jesus and serving him with all of our heart. You see, when we serve one another, we're serving. The Bible's Jesus teaches later on that when you serve the least of these, you have done it unto him. When we give our time and attention and helping other people and becoming a blessing, Jesus says what you've done for the poor, what you've done for those in prison, what you've done for those who don't have any clothing, you have done it unto me. And it's interesting that Jesus aligns himself with the people who were marginalized and put on the edges of society, but Jesus puts himself there and says, when you practice a lifestyle of taking up the towel, you have taken a lifestyle of taking up the towel towards me. We serve out of God's forgiveness towards us. We serve because God loved us, so therefore we love one another. We serve because I have been forgiven. Thank God, I want somebody else to get a hold of that, so I'm going to take up the towel and show it and put my words to action. Don't just be somebody who preaches the gospel, but lives it out with my life. Maybe you'll never get any attention for the way you take up the towel. Maybe no one will ever applaud you. Maybe no one will ever see what happens. That's okay. It's the way of the Lamb. And the only person who needs to see it is Jesus. And He's the one who is well pleased when you and I begin to practice a lifestyle of serving one another. We serve out of God's forgiveness towards us. Musicians are going to come. And so therefore, Jesus went in and he began to teach them something radical. Here it is in a culture and a time that Jesus was living in. Go through the Gospels and read them sometime. How much Caesar's talked about, how much Pilate, Herod, all the governors and rulers and leaders of the land, they're, they're minor characters in the Gospels. But what is the highlight is the King of glory of heaven stepping down, showing himself willing to do what no other ruler what no other leader was willing to do and serve people. I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many, Jesus said. It was a, an affront to the culture 
that said we ought to climb up the ladder. All the attention ought to be given to the kings and the rulers and the leaders. No, Jesus said, I'm God Almighty and I'm going to show you what it means to love one another. And it is taking up the towel. Yes, he sits on a throne high and lifted up, but that Almighty King was willing to wash those dirty disciples' feet. And if Jesus, the King of glory, whom all of our crowns are going to be cast at his feet one day, was willing to wash one another's feet, you and I ought to be compelled to do the same way. So Jesus stood up and he said at the end of this lesson here in John 13, he says, I've given you a new commandment after Judas had left. Even he knew Judas was going to betray him. And he says to them, John 13, 33, little children, I'm with you only a little longer. And you'll look for me as I said to the Jews, now, now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. And I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. Listen, if God could forgive us anything, if Jesus went to the cross and just died for us and never did anything else for us, that's enough. That was enough. But yet he continues to do that. And that type of love, Jesus says, is how we ought to love one another. And so then he says, verse 35, such an important verse for us today. Remember this, in a lifestyle of taking up the towel, by this, circle those words in your Bible, however you read the Bible, highlight it, whatever, save it in a note. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. We're wondering how the world's going to know about Jesus. We're going to preach the gospel, but Jesus calls us to love one another. Develop a lifestyle of taking up the towel. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Oh, how we could just reveal to the world the goodness of Jesus by how we serve one another. Making a meal for a neighbor, calling somebody up, asking them how you're doing, whatever it is that God puts in your heart. The world will know that we're the disciples of Christ by how we live a lifestyle of taking up the towel. Would you stand with me this morning? Remember this morning, it's not an invitation. It's a commandment, a new commandment. Love one another. In the world that we're living in, in a world where Jesus was living in, when there was all the things that were happening in Rome and empires expanding and going here and there and battles and conflicts, Jesus said, the greatest commandment, the new commandment I give you is just love one another. Love one another. It's not something we can get from this world. Well, it only comes from heaven. And it comes from the model of the Son of God willing to take up the towel. Did you close your eyes with me this morning? This morning, can we just take a moment to search our hearts? All of us here today, that God would help us to serve one another better, serve our neighbors, serve our coworkers. I want to do it because I want people to see the love of Jesus. The last thing anybody needs to see is us. All oh, that the church would be known by taking up the towel 
not for our hypocrisy, not for our rudeness or arrogance, but may we be known as people who take up the towel and serve. And so Lord, this morning we invite you today, search our hearts, look over us today, Lord. Father, forgive us, Lord, when we have let pride direct our steps. We pray this morning that you would dethrone pride, take pride off the throne of our heart, and may you rule the humble. Let this mind be in us, as the Bible says. Jesus, he humbled himself. He took up the cross. Lord, help us to have that mind today, to humble ourselves, Jesus, to serve and love and give and be a blessing. Father, may we be a people that get away from just constantly consuming, but be a people known for pouring out. Lord, help us to be poured out like Paul, who was poured out like a drink offering. Lord, we pray today, use our lives today to serve one another, to be a blessing, to reflect the kingdom of God and the King whom we serve. Lord, I pray today that our character, our nature of our integrity would show humility, would show love, Jesus. Lord, help us, even when it's difficult, to love those who despitefully use us, to love those who hate us, to love those who cause conflict with us. Lord, use us, God, use us, Jesus, to be a people with love, we pray today, Father. Fill our hearts, Holy Spirit, with love this morning. Help us to serve today, Jesus. Use us, open doors of opportunity for us to serve. Lord, we thank you today. We pray, God, guide our lives, guide our steps, Lord. Let it reflect you, Jesus. Let it reflect you. Help us to be imitators of Jesus today. Lord, we thank you this morning. We bless you today. We bless you, Jesus. As the choir sings, if you want to pray right where you're at, you want to pray here at the front, feel free to pray this morning as we reflect and ask God to give us a heart to serve and love one another. Let's sing this.